This is my own private domicile and I will not be harassed! Bitch! Gangsters, what's up guys? What's the grant to a motherfucker like me? Can you please remind me? Get the world by the tail! Fat broads and horse-faced lesbians. Cute as shit. Oh, 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 skip, skip, skip. If you don't chew big red, then f you. That's so horny. Could you imagine if I hit the old water pipe with that thing? Oh. Great cash, homie. Three, two, one, let's fuck! Everybody's got to hear the shit on W Balls, W Balls, W Balls. of the Do Not Listen to This Podcast. I am your host, Sam LaCrosse. Can you dig it? I can. I definitely can today because we have a very, very special guest on. This guest is a very good friend of mine. He's been a very good friend of mine since February of 2021. So about our 18th month or friend anniversary at this point to this guest that I, I have been along. He is a wonderful human being, a very accomplished human being, a very successful human being. And he is my friend, Nick Ritchie. Nick, welcome to the show, brother. Hey, what's going on? Wow, it's crazy to be on here. I listen to you all the time. It's amazing to finally be on it's it's dude it's awesome thank you so much for that intro that was so kind and yeah i'm ready for a hell of an episode let's do it so do you actually listen like i know the title says don't listen to this but do you actually listen to my podcast like do you actually listen to it i'm actually genuinely curious do you actually i don't think we were i do i do yeah i do i do i'm i'm actually a little behind though so because okay. you kind of took a pause for a little bit and then i and then i kind of stopped the like i don't know and then i, I but yeah i'm ready to get back into it um, I, I usually wish listen to it in the in the car to go to work and stuff. And, oh, cool! Um, firing off emails as you yep. as, as you well know. But yeah, no, uh, dude, big fan of your show. Um, yeah, cool. Uh, again, well, happy I, to be here. I actually didn't know that, so we'll match a pleasantry for a pleasantry at the start. And so th I think the it's interesting because the topic we're kind of leaning into today, and the reason why I brought you on here, I think it actually is very reminiscent at least to me about how we first met so i don't really know if you remember kind of how we first met so we're the same age we started at the same company a little bit later so i started in june of 2020 you started in february of 2021 so about right. eight and everything else and so i remember it was about three or four weeks after you started and we had gotten enrolled into a mentor mentee program which kind of felt really like honestly awkward even though like right now like I'm mentoring a guy like it's mid thirties and a guy that's in his like early fifties. So it's like, it's so bizarre how like these work, like these workplace mentorship programs kind of, you know, roll into one another. But I remember, you know, you had uh, either, you, you added me first, you called me Mr. Lacrosse, mm -hmm. which is so weird. And so I, I called it, you Mr. You did. I think like you could scroll up through our LinkedIn DMS and you can see like, you know, I think you called me Mr. For some, are you I, kidding? Did I, I think, you know, dude, you were, you were so far and this is, and this is going to kind of go into like the next part. So you called me, and I remember you being so nervous on this, on this entire thing. And so I remember, I remember that. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, on one hand, I'm kind of worried that this guy is going to totally break apart when he goes into sales. But on the other hand, I'm also very excited because he's taking it seriously. He's very fun. And I can genuinely say in the last, probably ever since we've met, that's really never changed in terms of your personality. You're always, you always go, I would say out of your way to be who you are very, very, I would say authentic, very much yourself. 
You're, you're a very kind person. You're a very driven person, hardworking person, all this other kind of stuff. And you've gotten more confident and we all have going into this type of a job. But I think it's like you have become in my life, especially since we became, you know, we went through the mentor mentee phase for like 45 minutes before we were like friends. And so then afterwards, you know, we talked to each other about all the time, you know, we got promoted around the same time, all that other kind of stuff. And so we're kind of in the same job at this point now. And so we kind of are looking at each other as definitely as colleagues. And we did when we work together now, especially. And so what I've noticed throughout that trend is that you are one of genuinely one of the most authentic people that I have met in a long time, because you have a distinct etching inside of your personality. And you really have never let that waver, at least in front of me. And I would assume in front of most other people, you've never really been afraid to show your true personality and kind of bring it out to people. So and I think that's rare. I don't know about you, but I think that's rare, especially in the workplace setting where people can really kind of put on a mask and be either formal or informal or inappropriate in some very rare reasons with a lot of other people. But I would say, you know, what, first of all, like, what is the genesis of that? I would just say the development of your personality and you kind of sticking with just saying, you know what, I'm just going to be who I want people to see me as, and that is yourself. So where does that come from? Like, where, where did that impulse go and because you really haven't changed it from what i can tell at least in front of me yeah yeah i mean well thank you for all of that if there's one constant thing you say in your podcasts and to show that i do listen to your podcast okay there you, we go you, you, yeah it's that, it's that you speak a lot about how how these days seriously how these days it's hard to tell what's real and what's fake a lot of people do put on a mask mm -hmm. and it's kind of hard you know your word is your everything Okay. Right. And I think that that really does boil down to who you are as a person in a way that is your word, right? Like when I, when I'm genuine to you, I'm giving, I'm giving you my 100% complete self um, down to the bone. So for you to say that about me, you know, really love that, 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 you know, you appreciate that because um, it is rare these days. It is, it's, and it's, bec it's becoming more and more rare when you have things like Instagram and people, you know, yep. uh, trying to be who they're not. Okay. So as far as the genesis of that all goes, yeah. I mean, look, there's a few key things in my life. Okay. I came, I came from, you know, great parents like you did. That's, that's huge. Right. And that a lot of that boils down to luck because I was always raised saying, you're the best. We love you. Everyone loves you. Yep. Um, not to a point that was just like, you know uh, like self-flagellating or whatever but they all exactly yeah. thank you yeah. yeah but but just to a point where it's like i know my worth right, right? and i that's actually like especially when i got into college like that's rare you come to college and you start to see how you know people come from broken families and oh, this and dude. that oh yeah I, I remember and not to cut you off i remember that is that is always like when people tell me like what was the most startling thing that i went to, like going to college what was the most startling revelation you had and i say this this is the consistent answer i've had every since ever since my sophomore year of college it's how you realize how fucked up a lot of people had it growing up whether that's either parents getting divorced or they had a lot of yeah. either trauma in their family death oh, or worse oh, yeah I mean, it, it's i mean it, it's awful like i mean i never never realized that so that's always to your point that was the most jarring thing I ever saw at college. Right. And, and we, both, we both went to great schools too. Like you went yeah, to Ohio right. State yeah. University. Right. I went to UMass Amherst, you know, great flagship campus out here in Massachusetts for those listening. Um, you know, both big schools, party schools, fun, you know, people take education seriously. Anyway, not to side from, from the point here, but oh, go ahead. Um, that was a lot. I think that's a lot of it. And 
you know, I've read a lot of books about trauma just so that I can understand it. And everyone has trauma in their lives to some degree. Yep. And, you know, I, I, I've done a lot of edu education um, in terms of that, just for self-understanding and, and understanding other people, because I think that's a lot of it. And um, that is always what I say when, whenever someone says like, oh, like, you know, what, like, you know, you're a good, you're a good person. Like, why? Like, you know, and, and I really do like to think that a lot of it came from my parents and taking the time to really understand other people and that, you know, you're not better than anyone else. Um, mm -hmm. sometimes it's, it's a matter of luck. Sometimes it's a matter of just having the self per, per uh, you know, the self perception that like you can do what you, what, what, you know, what you put your mind to and stuff. And I, you know, in a way I learned a lot of that from you, right? I really, I really like to think that you and I were the perfect storm when I came in, you knew your shit. you were excellent. You were excellent. And you wanted to pass down your knowledge to someone, right? Mm -hmm. I was that person who was ready to consume that and, and, do what and and take that to the fullest extent right yeah. yep. and that is why that is why i became you know a, a great person in the role when you left and i really filled in your shoes nicely uh, and you left you left a pretty big gaping hole on the team when you left and i you know a lot of that is because of of me taking advantage of you being a kind person and being a diligent person and really trying to um make someone the next big thing okay yeah well, I think, thank I think you, man. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, I, I really appreciate that. And I think that that's, it's such a big thing because I think, you know, that's an interesting angle to go down because when you are, to your point, that forthright about who you are as a person, people are naturally drawn to that. And I think the people that are drawn to it want to soak it up whenever they have it because it is so rare. And so yeah. I think the value that you get out from doing it is knowing that there's not a lot of it out there. And I think, right, you, right. yeah, and you continuing to kind of do that because you, you, have a very interesting chemistry about yourself because on one hand you're this very successful sales professional with like a 12 pack and you dress very nice and you, you look great with you're much better with your shirt off than i do and all this other kind of stuff and then but on the other hand like you post you're you're an incredibly nice person you're not shallow by any means you're a very you have a lot of depth to your personality you host a podcast where you talk about comic books like you do all this yeah, kind of stuff and it's like yeah. it's so it's a very interesting kind of mixture together because it, if you were to put it together by the framework that society would have you put it together by, like nothing would make sense. Like nothing would make sense. Like for me, like I talk about like, you know, in my book and, you know, all my, all my podcast material, my blog material, I talk about like me getting, you know, punched in the face as a kid and me being fat and like all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, a lot of people see me. And, and that's trauma. And that's yeah. trauma. And I think yeah. a lot of that really does build upon who you are. And, um, and thank you for, for saying all that stuff. And, and you know what, dude, the, you know, you saying that whenever someone says that, I always think, you know, yeah, like I am true. And, and I really try to do that. But I've never once posted anything about my podcast on my personal Instagram or Facebook or right. I've never done that because I'm not there yet. I'm not confident enough to do it yet. Wow. Really? Yeah. I've seriously, I've never done it. It's always been a big thing. So for those listening, I'm like an avid comic book reader, avid like Marvel movie person. Oh, like I was, I was gonna say, but, but by the way, I've seen like oh, we Facetime together. I've seen the inside of his room. It is, just, dude. It when you talk about plaster, it is plaster. Like there is like it, it's like it's like the um it's like the SpongeBob episode where they go to paint Mr. Krabs' house and they have all the <laughs> shit like on the walls and they have all the stuff there and it's like and it, there's no room to breathe because it's it's like it's it literally is everywhere. So I, I yeah, like, yeah 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 no it is yeah. it is I'm like an avid fan I have been forever and um you know a lot of people thought it was weird um growing up and it, it is quirky and it is kind of like you know it is like geeky but um 
I just, I lost confidence. And I, you know, whenever I tell people it's, it's kind of like, it hits a spot in me because whenever I tell people, yes. they all have the same reaction. Like you, you read comics, yeah. like you love yeah. it. And I'm like, yes, there's not like a mold. There's not like, like people are so used to a stereotype of like, you know, just how you look everyone. And you, and those yeah. listening could probably imagine what someone just right off the bat, like someone on a big bang theory, like that's what they kind of like. Right. See. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, no, like, it's, I don't know. It's so it's just to go back on the point. I do, I, you know, st still work to be done. I'll get there one day. And, you know, it started with like, Oh, you know, I really would love for people to know I do this just because I, I just, I feel, you know, kind of confident about it. And I kind of feel like I, I did it and proud, but at the same time, I'm like, Oh, like, I don't know how people are going to think what, you know, people are going to talk about me. Like I can already see it. Like I have friends that will text me being like, Hey, this kid from high school just turned out he's gay or Hey, this kid from high school oh, um, really? just turned out that like people will take anything. And those are like big things, but like people really will take anything and talk about it. And I could, I, for some reason, like I've had dreams about it where it's just like people talking about me and it just, I shouldn't give a shit what they say, right? You could sit yeah. here and say like, oh, you shouldn't care for whatever reason. And, and you know, I, I tell my therapist this a lot. I don't mind telling people I have a therapist either. Is yeah, the fact sure. that like, it, but it doesn't matter, but it does. I say that yeah. all the time. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. I, I was, I was going to say, man, it's like, you know, trauma is a funny thing to figure out. Like, like kind of that idea itself of trauma is a very, very hard thing to figure out because I open chapter four of my book by saying, you know, it's, a, it's very easy to learn that pain can be used for bad things. This is the whole, put you, put your hand on the hot stove type of thing. You put your hand oh, on the yeah. hot stove and you realize that it is hot and you want to remove it before your hand is a stump that is like cow, like you're going to burn the house down with it. But it's also a very much harder thing to realize that pain can be used for good things at the end of the day. It's going in and it's doing something hard. It's going up and working out. It's going up to ask a random girl out at a bar or something else like that. Totally. Whatever it is. Totally. It's totally like, to all those. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully not the hand one, but we can, we can be the other one. The other, <laughs> yeah. you know, whatever. I don't want the bleeding stump or whatever that is. But I think the, um, the interesting thing is like, you know, I think I found a common trend with people that got picked on when they were little and all the, like all the other stuff. Cause I got, I was never really, you know, I was a very, on anything, unathletic, fat kid who got, you know, I tried to do wrestling. They called me gay. They called me a faggot. They called me all those other type of things. And I was just, you know, I got, I, wrestling is like you get beat up every single day if you're not good. Oh, so yeah. I, yeah. All that other kind of shit. Uh, football was the same way. I mean, I, I love my football teammates. I still have a good relationship, I think, with a lot of them, but I was kind of like that same outcast type of thing. I never really fit in with any particular thing. And now it's like, I think the, trauma aspect of all of that you can tell i think when you talk to somebody and when you kind of get to really know them that that person has experienced something like that in their life at one point and you because you can tell i mean i think and too because i have a special needs sister and she kind of got picked on and bullied a little bit when she was younger and obviously when people found out and got educated more on you know disabilities and all that kind of stuff they laid off yeah luckily people think, are more aware of that these days right yeah yeah, yeah. And, and i remember even my parents telling me about that like my mom my parents were brought up in school in the 80s and they would go in you know high school and their kids that were autistic or had down syndrome that just got mercilessly picked on oh, merciless oh it used to yeah. be horrible yeah same yeah. yeah my parents have told me that stories like that too but dude, dude you know what to an extent like we're not even our parents age yet we're, we're really kind of far from it luckily you know we're 24 25 yep but we are like, we have our stories like that, like concussions. I remember yeah. getting hit really bad 
and just oh, being really? told, oh yeah, just go back out there. Oh yeah, yeah like yeah. just you know, you know, wrap it up. That was like the uh, concussions weren't a thing until like yeah. we were yeah. in like friggin' middle school or something. Like until the Will Smith movie came out, right? That was that was the Will Smith movie where he did the uh, the one about the doctor who who it's, the shit. Yeah, in the NFL is that yeah, the one you're yeah, referring yeah, yeah. to? Yeah. yeah, it was definitely before then. It was definitely a little before then. But yeah. but um, but dude, these days, I mean, that's you know, that's can't do that. You know, right. like right. There's there's a few things that I I wish I could think of on the spot right now, but that's a perfect example. But to kind of like relate to your, to your sister to some degree, another thing that kind of led to my maybe my genesis of that I think did of of kind of being a true person is um, I was kind of like I was never a very intelligent person growing up. I was always on an IEP since middle school. A lot wow. of people had a huge stigma on IEPs. Yeah. Oh yeah. IEP, special classes. Oh yeah. The whole nine. Um, I was on all that, all that, all, like, wow. I uh, graduated high school with, a, with like a one nine GPA. Oh shit. Yeah, dude. I'm telling you a lot of people don't like know this stuff. They wow. wouldn't know it. And it's, it's, um, you know, in a way it's almost, it's almost nice to hear you be shocked. I guess that's what I tell people, but yeah, it's, but it's, it is. I mean, cause you see, you know, knowing, I guess I, you know, not, not me. I would guess not many of the listeners might not know who you are, but I know who you are and it is shocking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and you know what, dude, like it was just tough. Like, you know, special special teachers would come and like take me out of class and do this. And everyone knew what it was. Yeah. Um, and you know, if I was to, it's it's just kind of like shaped who I was a little. I just wasn't that confident. And then luckily X, Y, and Z happened and I start and I got my confidence back. And we can talk about that too, but Sure. What happened was, and you know what, dude, to an extent too, like if I saw your sister and, you know, I, obviously, uh, thankfully I'm not to the, to the degree that your sister is with, with autism. Yep. That's a whole different animal. And, and I could never like compare myself to that ever. Um, and I, and I, and I never would just out of respect for those people that have it. But if I do, like, if I saw your sister, I know what it's like to kind of like, to a degree to be treated like you're you know, like you're dumb like yeah you're yeah. you're this you're not that smart like this and like like if i saw your sister dude like i would like actually talk to her exactly like i'm talking to you right now i would talk to her oh, just yeah. like a normal person like i would like swear in front of her i would do whatever i wouldn't change who i am in front of your sister because those those people it's just like a cancer patient right they're so used to people being like oh my god it'll get better yeah oh that like little kids growing up with can cancer you know they like they just want to be treated like everybody else and i think people with autism get have that same thing and that's yeah. how i always wanted to be treated was the same way just someone like you know just like give me a shot at like you know a, a regular math class none of this like four person math class where like you know we're learning like stuff way behind like all oh, this it's you know there was like a lot of that and yeah. i'm sure you see people do it to your sister all the time like oh like how like how they t it's just like stop stop yeah. i feel yeah. so strongly about this stop treat these yeah. people like talk to them like they're like like however much normalcy you can mm -hmm. how, however much you can do that so a lot of that came from me being like you know what like i grew I, this is how i am I always had an ip always this that the other there's always some learning disability involved and i, I just kind of owned it yeah and i just started getting like used to it and i was like you know what this is me let's make it work yeah and luckily I went out to college and got like excellent grades and made it work. And I think it was just mm -hmm. because I was like, I'm going to own this for what it is.
Yeah. And I think that's so interesting that you, that you brought that up because that, that, that drives me nuts too. And I think, you know, I remember a one distinct moment in, in particular because my, I had a neighbor back when I had like one in my growing up house before my parents, they moved down to Florida for a bit, then they moved back and they got a new house and all that other kind of stuff. So my neighbor that I had growing up for basically like the first 15 years of my, or the last 15 years of my life before I went to college, she was a very nice woman in a lot of ways. Yeah. She was also very, you know, rich, you know, suburban, like smoked like two packs of cigarettes a day. So she had like the cigarette voice and everything like that. Oh, okay. Like, oh, yeah. 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 All the other type of shit. And so she was, um, you know, I was just out in the back of my sister, just kind of shooting the shit and whatever, you know, because I, I grew up with my sister because so I know how to communicate with her better than other people. And so I was just kind of having a conversation with her, into, you know, her abilities and all that kind of stuff. And so it was relatively normal, just kind of a normal day, whatever. And so she's out and like watering her plants or whatever. So I go over and say hi and all this other kind of stuff. And she, you know, she comes up to me and she says like, you know, Sam, like, I'm so impressed at how you can just talk to your sister. And I was so like, and she didn't mean anything like malicious. No, no, no. That's the I thing. Like, Most people don't mean anything yeah, I, 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 like, I That's so, a great mindset you have. Yeah, I know. I was, I, I was really just kind of confused by it. I was like, well, you know, how, how should I talk to my sister? It's like, you know, I just, I just didn't know the answer to the question. So I'm like, okay, like, thanks. But again, it was, it was so, you know, it was so weird just kind of being, again, it's being who you are to like a normal, that's a part of authenticity, right? It's being who you are to a person, no matter what that person looks like, how that is, everything else. And your point about, uh, cancer patients and everything. I met a coworker of both of mm. ours. If you don't know this, 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 this girl, obviously, but she is, uh, she's a wonderfully interesting person. I met her at lunch the other day. She had a cancer diagnosis in her, teen, in her teenage years. They cut off the middle of her leg and used her foot to be like the back half, the bottom half of her thigh. And so she basically, and, and she cracked a joke how she had three feet because technically she has three feet. I like a, like a prosthetic foot a normal foot on her one leg and the other foot that was making up the rest of the leg on the other thing. And I laughed my ass off, dude. It was so funny. It was yeah, so Yeah. 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 I so, love when people can do that. Yeah, It's yeah. so funny because it, it, it's true. They just kind of are like, yeah, I just, I just, you know, I have this and this is just the way it is. So I mean, just, you know, I just want to, you know, whatever. Right. Yeah. That, that leads to another great point is it's just kind of, again, it's all about owning who you are. Right. Yeah. A lot of people, including me say like, I look like Woody from toy story. And I'm like, like yeah yeah i get that all the time and so you know what i was for like halloween like all through college oh no way dude i was woody oh like, that's so like, fun you know it's like like that's enough that, that's a whole nother realm we could get into is like people yeah. getting offended especially these days like whole mm -hmm. not that that could that could be its own podcast i'd love to be on that if you ever do sure. something like yeah that. no like, I, yeah i'd love it that's its own friggin that's like that's its own thing, but, um, yeah. just kind of own, like, I, I respect when people can be the, like, you know, at the expense of their own joke or something like that. Like, you know, it's, I think it just shows confidence. It, it, it shows strength and, and I'm sure it was tough for her at some juncture of her life. Right. Yes. Oh, I mean, and, fucking leg chopped off. I mean, that's gotta be, yeah. I mean, that's a horrible thing to have. That's to horrible. Yeah. That's horrible. Yeah. You know, it. so yeah, I don't know. That's yeah. Yeah. So I, I think, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's just interesting to kind of see all these things kind of play out. And I think that, is that the reason why you think that specific skill set of yours, like all, all these things that you're really, really good at your podcast, your work, your relationships, et cetera. Is that the reason why you think that specific skill set is translated so well in so many activities It's because you're just not trying to be another person. You're trying to be Nick Ritchie and you're going into all of these things by saying that, you know, I'm just going to be myself and treat the job like, or treat the job or treat the podcast or whatever, 
as I would in my own self. I'm not going to try to be Sam LaCrosse. I'm not going to try to be this other person or whatever, trying to do the job. I'm going to lean to myself by doing it. I think it's kind of relates to the thing that I said to you very, very early on in our, in, when I was still your, men, your mentor and you were my mentee. Yeah. You know, whenever there's a million and one ways to do the job we do, there's a million and one ways to do this job bad. What you need to do is find your million and first way and lean into that as hard as possible. It's not going to be my way. It's not going to be this person's way or another way. So I think when people can have the ability to find that, that is a very, very rare thing to get. And if they lean into it really, really hard, I think there's a lot of success that you can be had on the side of that. But I want to get your opinion on that first. Dude, very well said. I, I, I'm, I'm on that train pretty much 100%. As far as, 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 far as like what, how that translate in, it translates into my jobs and friendships and all that. Yeah, I think a lot of that is. But a lot of that too, Sam, is that like, you know, I just, I'm just honestly like a pretty easygoing person. I think a lot of that has to do with it. Mm -hmm. I don't know where that stems from. Um, but I'm just, I'm just kind of like situationally aware, mm -hmm. you know, I can function in any conversation, you know, I'm, I'm pretty well-rounded in, in various aspects. Like, you know, I could sit down and have a conversation with, um, with, with a musician. I've been playing piano for 15 years. I see, you know, I've seen plenty yeah, of concert pianists. Play. Yeah. Like, like, dude, I could, I could like, I could sit down and have a conversation with, um, you know, scuba certified, freediving certified. Um, you know, mm -hmm. like I, I, there's like little things about me that, you know, even comics, dude, like I've been in so many, sit not so many situations. I, I take that back, but I've been in situations every now and then where like, I'll be talking to someone and they're like, Hey, like I love comics too. And like, that yeah. was like, yeah. that was like my previous, my previous boss who we, who we both know who that is. Like before I got shifted. No, he was like, like, dude, crazy, right? He was like uh, talking my ear off about it. Like these, like sometimes these things have like little payoffs and I'm sure uh, you had your own little payoffs in, in yeah. ways where it's just like, you're really good at something or you're really passionate about something. And then you find out someone else's too. And somehow that leverages you in, in the world. And it's, it's just kind of crazy. And, and I don't know, I think, I think a lot of like my success with people is just kind of being well-rounded and easygoing and just yeah. kind of chill in whatever situation it, it you know it is so yeah yeah, I, yeah it, I do think a lot and i don't know where i got that from i maybe it's maybe it's something you're born with you have that too i've seen that with you like you're pretty chill like you can talk to anybody whether it be a uh you know a customer a person a friend it doesn't matter like i've seen enough of you where you have that too and it can only help us in in the long run yeah i mean i think it's a very it's a very useful skill set. Not a lot of people realize its utility because we're so caught up in either what we agree with or what we disagree with about some other person. And I think it's, it's, it's a shame really it is because there's a lot of interesting people out there. Like I like to talk to interesting people, no matter what that person believes or thinks about it. And everyone has their story. That's the yeah. great part about right. it. Like right. if you just, you know, yeah, it's, it, I mean, everyone has their own way of getting to where they are currently in the present moment. I think that, Right. On the other side, you have the people that aren't really being themselves in front of a lot of other people. And I get into this a lot in my book and a lot of my podcasts and, and my blogs a lot before. I don't know if there's any particular cause of this, just to your point about just the fakeness with a lot of people, like the inauthenticity, like kind of like just the, the overall lack of wanting to be bold about certain things or say what they really think or any of that other kind of stuff. And it's, it's not a simple problem to solve because there's a lot of different things that are driving it. 
But what do you think is the primary thing that is driving most people, especially our age, to really kind of have that mask up or that just kind of just very, honestly, very cheesy and very just ugh, like that just fakeness about them? I think it's two things. One, I think it's knowing that everyone, everyone can know everything. Of, like I'm putting like, you know, um, parentheses up when I, when I see this, but know everything about you through your social media. Yep. So it's the constant need to like one up someone who did this or like try to be on the level of someone who's doing this because you see the validation and attention that they're getting from doing yep. that. I think, I think a lot of that, I think a lot of that is that. And I think a lot of it is just, you know, we can see things that our parents couldn't, right. Our parents couldn't see what ex celebrity was doing, right. They would only hear about it through a news article. Maybe that they were reading these days. It's like, you can see what they're doing to the second with like yeah. an Instagram story. You can see what these people, and it's, it kind of makes you feel like, oh shit, like I'm kind of a loser, right? It makes you think, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've suffered from that before. I've seen people's stories from, you know, high school or college. And I've been like, oh, I feel like kind of a loser. Like, you know, I'm in on a Friday night because maybe I didn't have plans or something. Or I wasn't invited to something, yep. you know? So there's a lot of that where it's like, okay, well, I need to like show these people that I am worthy of like, you know, being, you know, hanging out with, or, or yeah. I am worthy of this or that. So it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I think there's, I don't know. I, I, I couldn't see you disagreeing with those points. What do you think though? No, I think it, I think it's that. And I think it's just a lack of people knowing who they are. I, I don't think people can answer that question. I really don't. I think that people yeah. have tried so many short-sighted ways of getting an identity in today's world with all the other things they've tried the, I'm going to throw myself into my work. I'm going to throw myself into politics. I'm going to throw myself into all this other stuff. And they don't realize, I don't think, that those are really flawed and failed institutions that have yeah. all their bunch of problems and a lot of different stuff. And they can't distill that perfection down to the individual level. So then they try to piecemeal with a bunch of stuff. And that's where I think a lot of the stuff surrounding, I would say, a lot of, I would say, political causes, a lot of the things around intersectionality where they say, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, and throwing everything in, no matter who that is. And I think it's just kind of that lack of sense of who they are as an individual person. They see themselves as a bunch of groups, but like, this is not a Venn diagram sort of thing. Like you no, can't no. the circles over one another, you, you know, you can't really just throw the circles off of one another and then distill that into an individual person. Because again, it's, you know, you'll end up staring. So what I've been, you know, doing a lot of podcasts and press for my, my book recently, thankfully. And I think the one thing that I have basically come on to saying, you know, with a lot of these people, because I didn't write, the book is not a political book. I don't know if you read any of the book. It's not a political book, but a lot of people are, it's a cultural book. And so people are kind of taking a lot of things that are happening in culture and supply to them. And so a big thing that I hit on is the group identity piece and everything around that. And they kind of are, you know, they would ask me like, well, what do you mean by this? And I say, well, if I were to ask you, Nick Ritchie, what is a white person? And you could give me two definitions. You can give me the very scientific definition. Oh, this person has mm -hmm. like this amount of melanin count in their skin, like everything else. And this is kind of making up their skin complexion, all that kind of stuff. Or you could stereotype that type of person in one way or another, another way. You could either say really positive things or really negative things about that person. It's not enough to distill who that person is at the individual level. You have to get up to what comprises them a lot about stuff. And the way I answer the question in the book and the way I answer it about most everything, it's kind of getting cliche at this point, but it's about people not knowing what their values are, what comprises them as an individual person. And, you know, it, it's very, very destructive in my opinion, because if you don't know who you are, then you can't be authentic because you can't even answer that foundation. Right, right. And I think that's becoming more and more rare and harder and harder for people to do. Yeah. And 
um you know sometimes dude like honestly sometimes like you know yeah like i am all these things we talked about but like dude like i have my days where sometimes like i kind of forget who i am sure sometimes i have these days yeah where i'm like where i question myself like that's called being a human being right right? and like (laughs) there's a lot of people that just say like oh like well yeah you know that you know you need more confidence you need to work on this it's like we all have our stuff we all have our stuff i could i could list out x y z reason why like you know i'm insecure about this or that or or there's like a there are there are absolutely things and that just kind of comes with being a human and you just need to kind of know how to deal with that and how to own it and how to honestly just kind of like appreciate it to some Mm -hmm. degree yeah, it's and I don't think people are. I don't think really any one person is really good at that about kind of taking in all of their imperfections and their kind of own individual criticisms that they have about themselves in their head because we want to protect ourselves. At the end of the day, it's a biological reaction. Like we want Absolutely. to make sure that we are assuring ourselves in the physical, the mental, the physiological, all that kind of stuff around who we are as a person. Whenever that's threatened, we can tend to do I think one of two things: you can either lash out at whatever is doing else in anger. Or we can really kind of shell up. And I think we're very uncomfortable with both options because we're not wired for either of them in right. lots of ways. Right, yeah. right. And yeah. if I could tack on one more thing to that point before sure. we move on, I I, I think it's also just like a, a human need to fit in. Mm-hmm. And what this really is doing, I really want to put the cherry on top here for this whole thing, is like when we see stuff on Instagram and we see stuff here, we our psychological need and our just base human function is to want to fit in and that's being amplified in the worst of ways inside ourselves when we see people doing this doing that we know doing this and this and it's like oh he's going here oh like they're in miami for the weekend like oh that must be so fun like oh like like i should be doing that like like it's like little things like that i'm laughing because i was quite literally in miami last weekend i'm laughing were you actually i actually was i'm not even bullshitting you i was work or leisure work leisure right leisure i I went with my my online uh, men's group that i'm part of called the standard and i went to meet it with a bunch of guys down there and we went to like it like i I honestly feel like such a hypocrite if you said all that kind of stuff because we were like we were out having a good time. We were at a pool party. We were at a club. We were doing all this other kind Dude, of stuff. Dude, me too. And so me like, too. No, no, no. Like you can say it. Like me too. I do that stuff too. Yeah, like, you know, absolutely. It's, you it's you know, like I'm just, I'm like, you like, go I'm, to 11 in Miami and it's like, you know, your story and like you with your boys. And, yeah. Like, yeah. I no, it's, 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 that was, it's actually, actually so funny. You said that, but you know, go, go on. I'm sorry. I, I wanted to. No, no, that was the end of my point. And, and I, I, you know, want to hear whatever you have to say. Now, I'd love to talk to you about Miami on or off the podcast, the podcast as well. Let's yeah, let's end with that for the last two minutes. I want to hear like a, a fun story you did, and we'll end the podcast that way. Well, yeah, okay, yes, we, we will do that. That was good, that was, good, good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I have a lot of them, believe me. And so, that I would say to play up to play devil's advocate to the people we just kind of, I would say, took on that viewpoint. Do you see any value in doing what they are doing and kind of putting up this front and putting up themselves about really them doing all this stuff? And what do you think is the allure that draws people over to doing that? Because I do see how there's like a flashing of a shiny object in front of them. Hey, just put this on your Instagram. Hey, just right. you know, do this for a weekend. Wear this, like look like this, all this other yes, stuff. Yes, yes. Because yes, it is about dude. that need to your point about fitting in. And so dude. you say, okay, I can just press this big shiny button and then I can automatically be in the in, whether that, you know, is a high school girl, like, you know, who wants to be skinnier. So she pukes in the bathroom or a dude yeah, yeah. party when he doesn't want to, 
yep. or a guy going off and fucking some girl he has no like no intention to fuck like all that other kind of yep. stuff so it's 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 that impulse of doing everything it's about i would say control and a lack thereof when it comes to both of this kind of stuff so i can see the value in it from a superficial perspective but i think when you get any deeper than that it causes a lot of problems it does it does but to answer your question that you asked me like does it work do they get something out of it like yeah, it does work. Yes. It yeah. does work. But so but there is a cost. And the cost is that seeking validation from others, it's not going to sustain you in the long term. It right. is not. It is not. It is only it is only hindering you from doing so. Because yes, you're gonna get people reacting to your stories and like swiping up with like the 100 emoji or the fire emoji or like this or that. Like there's a million different things we can do. And it feels good. It does feel and it good. feels yeah. good. It feels really good. It's almost like it's almost like it's 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 you know it's a high of some sorts. Yeah, yeah. dopamine rush. That's what it is. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Like you know, um, it makes you feel like you are kind of somebody, and you're not just Nick Ritchie or Sam Lacrosse who works at X bullshit corporate company, right? Let's. It's Thank you for not like, saying the name, by the way. I, I I try to keep the name out of it as much. You're as very you welcome. I had a feeling. Okay, you know, okay. You're very okay, welcome. good, good. Keep yeah. Um. But yeah, so I don't know. To end my point, I think they do. I think it does work. It's just not. It's not gonna work for as long as they're hoping, and it's only yeah. gonna. It's only gonna make coming to terms in reality that much harder mm-hmm. and that much more difficult. Yeah, I I agree with that completely. Drop the mic. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah just throw the throw it down. And yeah. I think the um I think the other thing that I wanted to really kind of dig in, or one of the other things I wanted to dig in was as you have kind of stuck to this grind of yours with staying the person you are, has it gotten, I would say, easier or harder for you to settle into that persona? Because I can see a direction of it both ways, right? Because as you grow older and you see all the people do it, like you see like me being the asshole flying out to Miami for the weekend and having a good time while you're stuck, like eating, you know, your second tub of Ben and Jerry's on a Friday night, like doing all this other kind of stuff and whatever. And, and, you know, so that could suck, but the same time, but at the same time, I see an inner peace kind of with that to your point earlier as well about kind of saying that like, I don't have to lie. I don't have to say that I'm not this other thing that I'm not or whatever. And so I could see an angle for both things as well. It's kind of a dichotomous thing, but for you personally, yeah, it is dichotomous. Yeah. So for you personally, has it become easier or harder to really kind of stick to your guns as you've gone on to this other, other kind of life of yours? That's a great question, dude. That is a great question. And to, to give you, that's probably the best question I think that you you have asked so far. Well, and you, to sir. give you an answer is yes, it has it has benefited me so much more. Because, right. dude, because when I, I'd say that 90% of the people I talk to, probably more, I will be like, yeah, like, oh yeah, like Marvel Comics. Yeah, I love that stuff. Like every Wednesday, I'm at the comic shop buying new comics. Like, yeah, like I'm not afraid to do that now because I have seen the payoffs of how people look in their eyes when you tell them something. Because honestly, dude, you know what that is doing to me to some degree is I'm putting myself in a vulnerable position. And when you can put yourself into a vulnerable position to any capacity, I think people are very receptive to that unless you're a complete douchebag. But you and I are usually smart enough usually not be, enough, not yeah. to do that in the first right. place because yes. we can sniff that out <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean like, yeah you know? yeah, no, so, like, I, it's, yeah i've seen what when i told my 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 team 
my team, um, you know, when I told them like, oh yeah, like I have a, a podcast and, you know, it was in the top 5% of podcasts in the world last year. Like everyone was like, whoa, like, wow, like that's awesome. And then I was like, yeah, and it's about Marvel comics. And they were like, wow, like that is so niche and so yeah. like yeah. this and yeah. like, yeah, like yeah. this. And it's like, it's just, it. I think just saying who you are and what you believe in and stuff like that uh, when it's appropriate. Right. You know, I would never like you know say my political views to you know most people and stuff like that yeah sure yeah why 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 do that but like when it's something like this i think yeah i think it has paid off in the long run and never once have i come across someone no matter what my deepest darkest fears say have i ever come across someone who says oh you're kind of a loser for doing that oh like that's kind of like that's something that's really like you do like never no, wow. because no, because no, because people don't do because people don't do that to the people that we try to associate ourselves with. Yeah, yeah, and I think what well, that is that is actually very true. And to your point, I think it has a almost a power of like disarming the other person. So maybe they do think you're a loser for you know talking about Marvel comics on a podcast for you know a, a, however many episodes you have, but they won't come out and say it because they don't have the balls to go where you just went. You know. And so they basically have that, I would say you have the power of, you know, so you have the power of polarization. You basically say, I am like, this is who I am. This is, I'm making my mark in the sand. This is kind of what I am wanting to say with this point. And yep. you can think whatever the fuck you want to think about everything. And Absolutely. And if it makes you feel weird, don't be my friend or acquaintance. Yeah. Like yeah. that's okay. <laughs> like, yeah. dude, like, you know, like life is, life is like, you know, not to like skew from the point, we'll get back to, but like life is a dressing room. Like if you want to try and be someone's friend and you decide you don't like them, that's called life and you don't have to be their friend. Sure. Right. You don't want, what you don't want to treat life is like being in a waiting room where you're waiting for like the Uh validation or you're waiting for someone. Right. And you're like, you know, you keep posting on your stories, hoping that like that girl you like will like swipe up and like, like it or something like, no, no, no. Like you need to, you need to Put yourself out there and treat life like like it should be treated because too many people waste time. I've wasted time treating it yeah. like a waiting room or waiting for something to happen. And then it never and usually it doesn't. Yeah. And usually it doesn't because you're not taking initiative. Yeah. Right. Yep. You gotta try stuff on. If it fits, ride it, ride with it for as long as you can, right? Maybe it'll maybe it'll wear off. Maybe maybe it won't be forever, but it, there it will serve a purpose. So you'll 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 live and learn and there'll be a lesson in there somehow. Yep. I don't know. Yeah. That's how you got to look at stuff. Yeah. And I think it's, it, everyone has their area where they don't want to do that. Right. Like they just don't want to go there. Totally. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. And so like for a lot of people, you know, it's not there. I found very few people that are like afraid of the world in general. There are those people. And I feel very, very, a lot of sympathy for those people. But I think yeah. a lot of people, they have that one area. They have that one thing that they're really afraid to put themselves in the shit for. Like for me, it's always been the relationship with the opposite sex. It's always been with women. Mm. I'm very, very afraid. Yeah, of I can get behind that. hundred yeah. percent. A lot of, a lot of people, they think that about, I would say either their relationship with their parents or their siblings or their, their performance in the workplace, or their academics yeah. or their athletic ability or their physical appearance or all that kind of stuff. And they're not afraid to go and, and look at it. And I think the just the act of looking at it is enough to terrify a lot of people because they uh, don't like what they see. 
Like when I go up and I, and I see myself and I kind of like really analyze my, I would say my dating life or whatever I have for the past, I don't want to look at it because I kind of, you know, go in and I see this kind of shrimpy, like I, obviously I'm, I'm 200 pounds, I'm decent size, but you know, I kind of go in and I see like, damn, you're in the 200 club. Uh, not, well, I kind of float around there, but it's like, you know, it's, it's, you know, I, good for you. Damn, I would love to be in that. I would love to weigh 200. I, it's, um, I, I'm trying to cut down the bulk a little bit, but you know, we'll, we'll yeah, see, we'll see no, we're, good we're, for we're, you. I had to cut you off. Good for you, man. That's yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, really good. yeah, it's you know, I'm I'm trying, I'm you know, try, I try my best, man. I, I get a little bit of bit of fuzz on the outside, but we're trying to shrimp tr- slim that down a little bit. Maybe we'll, another trip to Miami will motivate me. But anyways, hey. uh, yeah, well, um, so and I see like kind of like I look in and I see you know in that realm of my life, I see this kind of you know weak pathetic you know loser type of thing where i'm just like i just and i'm like ugh, like i don't want to look at that i'm just gonna like hide hide this over here and like you know throw the towel over the mirror the whole thing yeah. but there is a lot of power in looking at it and i think i've dealt with a lot of people that have had you know I, you know a, a lot of the you know this is the people in my men's group for example a lot of people they have their strengths in terms of their uh their physicality their relationship with their higher power and their religion god all this other kind of oh, stuff. oh yeah oh yeah all this other kind of stuff and a big part of why I think what I'm in is so positive is that everyone has an accountability to one another to force that person to look at it. And they force them to look at it and kind of at least it just you don't have to you know take the whole thing out in one day. You don't because it's probably not one is probably not possible. And two, it's you need you need to kind of just inch closer to look at it. At the yes, end. Sam. You yes, Sam. Yes, Sam. Closer. Because if you try to take a big step forward, you're going to scare the shit out of yourself. You're going to be like, whoa, dude. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I want to stay as yep. far the fuck away from this as possible. Yeah. Everything you're saying, 100%. And I really want to drive it back to my point where we started the podcast with, which was like, you know, we're lucky we had, we grew up with parents that were supportive, right? Mm-hmm. There was a time in middle school where like, I didn't, I didn't really have the most, I didn't have really any friends in middle school, to be totally honest. And, yep. um, you know, there was like school dances once a month, Black Blackburn Hall, like they would be there. My mom knew about them and she was like, hey, like, I'm saying this because like, I, you know, very supportive. Like, I think you should go to them. I think they would be good for you. And my mom's a very real person. I was raised kind of to like, you know, listen, when someone says something, listen, don't be like, oh no, I don't need that. No X, Y, yeah. reason. maybe right. think about it for a second. Right. And that's huge. That's crucial. Mm-hmm. And I started thinking about it. And I was like, like, you know what? Maybe I should do that and put myself out there. Lo and behold, every month I was going to Blackburn Hall school dance middle school yeah, listening well, yeah. to like you know uh, you know young money and all these people kind of having <laughs> a good time and like you know the, the the image of you in middle school listening to fucking what was the listening to bedrock by young money with all those with all your in mm. and, and that in that massive dude that is the fun that is the funniest thing i, I have yeah. that, that is yeah. that is that, but it's so true though it's so true and good for your mom man that's that's badass that's yeah like- yeah 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 she was great about stuff like that but like we were lucky we're like we didn't you know sometimes we didn't have to like take that initiative which you were talking about that's kind of why i i interjected yeah. there and cut you off was because you know we were lucky we're like we grew up with parents that were like hey like i think this would be the best for you try it mm-hmm. i don't know that's yeah I, yeah yeah i think i mean i think there's a lot of merit to that. i think there's a lot of things that you know a lot of people can you know I don't know. And I think that's kind of where I wanted to take it next is that, you know, is it just that people don't want to look at that part of themselves? Like, why do you think that people do not see what you see and shy away from it? Do you think it's because of just the fear or do you think it's a lot of other things that basically people say, I'm just going to, you know what, 
fuck that. I'm going to go and do this and kind of make sure that I am keeping myself in that kind of box or that parameter where I really don't have to push it as far as I would like to push it. A lot. Of yeah. Work. Yeah. And, and to answer that, you know what I think some of it, I don't want to say all, but some of it boils down to is just complacency. Okay. People, mm-hmm. people are used to like what they're used to. That's also human nature, right? Okay. People can be afraid to try new things, try out like, you know, for the longest. Yeah. I could give examples of my life, but just to like keep this, as down to the point, because I think this is a question that needs to be down to the point is that I think people are afraid to just try new things because they're worried about what person will think of it. What, what, you know, what, what will come of it? What will this? And I, and I think people just find that sticking to the same routine or the same, this or the same, that there's a million different things is just better than trying something. And then to the other point of this, trying something and failing, which is scary for a lot of people. Mm, Yeah. 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 I think, I think it's, it's different when I think in two domains, like the, the fear of failure is an interesting thing because it's one thing to go and to try to, you know, write a song or do, you know, a podcast or something like a personal mm. project, like make, like make, like make something out of wood or something like that, like a personal project and like do all those other types of things. And then you do it and you fail at that. And you're like, you know, that kind of sucks. I think the pain gets very much amplified when it is an interpersonal thing like a guy going up to a girl at a bar and getting rejected. Like that fucking sucks. Oh yeah. That, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, it sucks. that is a, that is a much different thing than all the other kind of stuff. And I think that's where most people, like, I think that's where like, I think a lot of people have a lot of different hobbies because of that reason, because that's yeah. like, okay, this thing cannot hurt me can, as much as the other thing can hurt me. I think that right. it's a lot of what that comes down to, I think is that. Right. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's yep. it's 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 very interesting. It's just so, it's a it's weird. It's weird because like it it's so different for every single person, but we have a through line through all of it, and it's kind of yeah, it goes through everything. We and do. It's very, yeah, it's it's very interesting because it's all a common trait of human nature and human behavior that we just can't mm-hmm. escape. It seems. And the other thing that we can't escape, I would say, is the relationship that we have towards the truth. A lot of times you don't want to look at the truth and truth and authenticity in, I think one of the strangest things I've seen in the last couple years in the last, I would say uh, really like months and year, especially is the, the blend of these two words. Like, let me, let me, let me give you an example of, of the blend of between authenticity and truth. So a lot of people, you hear the phrase, my truth, a lot, your truth, like live your truth, live my truth, all this kind of stuff. And that's not true. Saying that is not true. Because there is only one truth. There is an objective reality about things. And I think that, you know, I remember specifically uh, my marketing managers for my book, they, they were, you know, I, I have a couple articles that they're sending out to uh, some small publications for me. To very nice. Of. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's actually very exciting. And they kind of took parts of the book, kind of snipped them out, and they kind of rewrote some of it to be like an op-ed type of form, like a small op-ed or, you know, like a, a column type of format. And they said like, Hey Sam, like we kind of did this and, you know, we'll scroll through all these and make sure, you know, if you approve them, then we'll send them out to people. And so I'm like, okay, cool. Like I'm just kind of zipping through all of them. And I didn't change a thing except for one thing. And I changed the sentence in one of the first articles that said your truth. And I said, no, 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 we're not doing that. It is the truth. It is, you can say another word for it, but it's not that. And I, what do you think I would say is the difference between those two words? Because 
we see a lot of people living as their quote unquote authentic selves, but they're also living an incredibly damaging lifestyle about that kind of stuff. Because like, if you see like, you know, a person that's really overweight saying, well, this is just who I am. It's like, well, Mm -hmm, I mean, mm -hmm, it is. Okay. You know, all right, let's run with that. Actually, let's run with that. Let's go ahead. Let's run with the overweight thing. Yeah. Let's go go on that. So look, that's an easy trap that people fall into. Is that like, oh, I'm overweight. Like, I, I can't do this. Oh, like, you know, I, I, I can't get in the gym. I don't know where to start. Um, I don't know where to start with a healthy diet. I don't know how to, how to, I don't know how to get, you know, make sure I'm getting my macros and this to lose weight. Like, yep. and I get that it's intimidating, right? And I get that this is a totally new thing for them. And like being overweight, I, I've never been overweight, luckily, but like I can imagine that and you you have, right? Let me yeah, put, do that. put oh, you yeah. on a spot a little bit. Like it probably yeah. sucked. It yeah. probably sucked. Yeah. But a lot of people that like to them, and this is this is where I'm gonna answer your question. That is that is that is his truth. Let's call that, let's call this person to him. That yep. is his truth. Yeah. Is that he is overweight and he's he's only limiting himself to what he can believe and what he thinks he can do. Um, I would say that that's their truth. Authenticity to me, if you're authentic, that is like who you are as a person, accepting, nice, kind, friendly, like a mix of like a billion different words that we all like, and we all smile when we hear them and we're called them. That's being authentic, right? You can devise your own truth and you can, and that is kind of a form of self-sabotage in a way if it's for the wrong thing, right? You always want to strive to be a better person and, and try to break out of your comfort zone and do new things. That to me is the truth that you are creating. And that is a very dangerous thing when you have your mindset on the wrong truth, right? Right. Yeah. Well, I, I would I would say that's fair. I mean, I think it's kind of, I kind of look at that when you say it, put it that way, as like a temperament sort of thing. Like that's just who you are as a as your personality, right? You're living, like, I think you are living inside of the personality that you are as a person. And I think the truth on the is somewhere on the outside of that, where they say like, you know, I think that, so let, that's interesting because I think that in the case of like the fat person or whatever that we just talked about, right, they, right. they can say they're happy with themselves all the time and they very well could be. I don't think it's probably likely, but they could, they could say that and they could be believing that. But is it true that that is good for them? Most likely not. Actually, it's not. But, you know, it's, so I would say, right. right. So I think it's, it's the feeling about that type of thing and the relationship between that because that's really – it's two very, very different things, but they're so intertwined. And I they think are. They're, they're so intertwined because in yeah. a way, in a way I could sit here and I could like honestly make a case to contradict myself. I could. Yeah, you're right. I could sit yeah. here and do that. Yeah. It's like a very, like that question you asked is a man, everyone on planet earth, all the billions of people, everyone would have a different answer to that question. I agree. I right. Agree. It's almost like asking something like more simply, like what is love to you? Right. Everyone yeah. has a yep. different spark in their mind when they think of like what is love Mm -hmm. and how you ask that truth versus authenticity that could be its own hour-long episode as well i I think think. so we'd have to get really could and that would be a great episode but that that really that would be i don't know i'm gonna stick with my guns on my answer yeah answer could change a month from now but like i i really do you know I do. I, I'm going to stick with my guns on that answer. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's a good answer because I think that, you know, a lot of people, there's the people that, you know, because I, I, you know, I dedicated my book to those who tell the truth. The first part of the, the first sentence in the book, quite literally, is, is that, you know, is that sentence. And I think the truth is really important. But I also think that 
this is my, this might be also the point that I'm making about my values. You want to make sure that you're living true to yourself in a way. And maybe that's authenticity. You want to make sure that you are living a truth to yourself and being like, if you're yep. saying like, I want to maybe do this thing, but it turns out that you don't want to do this thing. You would be lying to yourself if you said, I would do this thing when you don't want to. Right. So I think it's, it's about the, the way you phrase it in terms of how you view the truth in that context. There's an objective truth about the world, but there's an also a truth about each individual person, about what they like, about what they care about, about what they think about the world. And when they try to either bend that, it really cheats them and demoralizes them in terms yeah. of not being able to really embody all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know? so it, it's, it's very interesting to think of it in, in those terms as well, I think. I agree. And a lot of people have the truth already put out for them by parents. You know, I have a close right. friend of mine whose dad always grew up telling him he's not good enough. Oh, right. Geez. His dad. Yeah, it sucks. His dad, his dad kind of created a truth for him in a, in a way until he matured yeah. and realized yeah. this doesn't have to be my truth. I don't know. I think, I think there's something to that, but great question. I'm glad you asked it. And I had fun kind of going back and forth with you on it. And I yeah. like your perspective on it too. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think the last thing is basically, so you are this person who is very true to yourself and all these other things. So if someone is listening to this podcast, maybe one of the five people out there to listen to this thing besides you, which you're going to play this back and listen to it. So, um, oh, you know, yeah. you know <laughs> all this other stuff. So, what would you say to that person who wants to maybe see a different viewpoint on authenticity? Like someone who maybe is like, you know, I'm just, I'm sick of lying Ooh. to myself. I'm sick of, you know, doing all Ooh. this other kind of shit and whatever. Like I just, I want to live more truthfully to what I believe is right. Yeah. What, what would you say to that person? I would tell them, okay, hopefully some people don't, a lot of people don't have someone in their life that they can really trust to tell them what, and, 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 listen to the things that they don't necessarily want to hear. Does the fat person want to hear that he's fat? No. Yeah. Most of the time, no, he doesn't. But yeah. the first step to this, to finding your truth, and I think really being on the path to self-discovery is like, if you're a douchebag, have someone that you really look up to and you really have a, more importantly, have a lot of respect for. Respect is the number one thing. Have them tell you to your face what they think about you maybe what you can fix and, and have them list a few examples too. You know, I've seen you do this and this, that's not a good thing to do, right? You cheated on your girlfriend. That's, that's not something, that's not bad. something you should do no, bad. No, not bad. good. Not good. Not good. <laughs> that needs to change. Like things like that. If you can have someone in your life that can really help guide you and steer you, yep. hold those people close and don't get offended by what they say. They will help navigate you to your truth and your happiness. As long as you deeply feel that it's the right path for you as well. This, that, you know, something like this can kind of be misconstrued, misconstrued, something like this can kind of be wrong. But I think that that's a lot of it is if you have someone you respect and you know, they're a good person at heart, because we all have a good moral compass of who's a good person, who's a bad person. Right. Yeah, I agree with that too. 90% yeah. of the human population can, can do that. They can see I, this I, person's I a good person. But so I think there's that, if you don't have that, then if you're someone who's listening to that and you listening to this and you don't have that, first of all, I'm sorry for you. Cause that, that's, that sucks. Um, you should try to try to find someone like that, but you need to, you need to just educate yourself on what are good habits, what are good tactics and what being a good, a good person is so that you can help navigate your truth and, and really scratch that itch that needs, that needs itching. Yep. That you can't necessarily get to, I don't know. That's the answer I would give, but 
I think that's, I think that's a great answer. I mean, I think the biggest thing, the biggest thing you said there was, you know, find that person, find them, like, you know, go in go and search out that type of person and have them tell you the truth. So you can find authenticity within the truth. And yeah. that is basically, that's, I would say about as good as answer as we can get. Okay. Before we end, I promise you in Miami stories. Yeah. Funny, give me a, give me a funny, one minute reader's digest. Yeah, I want to hear yeah, just like yeah, one. Okay. okay. So the funniest thing that we, that I saw in Miami. So I actually missed the first day of Miami. We went on a yacht the first night on, on Friday and my plane got delayed by nine hours. So I missed that. Yeah, that was delays, huh? Yeah, it's all, the, it's all the it's all the gas shit and the planes and everything. It's yeah, it's a mess. Staff, oh, yeah, it's a mess. staffing, all that, all that other good stuff. So, um, so I, but again, I had a phenomenal time last week and it was really, really fun. And so I, I went into this um th- th- this club and so there's um we we ran out basically the whole back of a bar called uh Miami Club yeah. a Bodega in Miami. So we oh, out, yo, and, that's lit. I was yeah. at Bodega last weekend in Boston. That's fun. oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So we went out to this um th- this club, and so we went out to a Cuban restaurant before. It was phenomenal food. I I could recommend love it. Cuban food. Yeah, yes. I, I never had it before. Actually, I never had it before. So I had it for the first time when I was there. And so it was um you know I was walking in you know the club all this other kind of stuff. And so I'm not a nightclub person at all. I hate nightclubs. Mm. And so I was like, oh boy, like here we go, all this other stuff. I'm just, again, I'm like my social anxiety is up to like an eleven at this point, you know. So I'm like. I'm kidding because all these guys are so successful and they're so nice and they're, you know, all this other stuff. And, and I'm, you know, we have really, really attractive women with us that, you know, that know nice. people that were with us. And so they were all with us too. So I'm like, again, my anxiety is like 11 right now. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, they were, and so we're going into the back of the club and everything like that. And also what kicks my insecurity up is that I'm only one of like four or five white dudes in this entire trip. Like it's, pri- it's primarily uh, black and Latino dudes. That's and a factor. It, 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 That's a factor. Yeah, well, it, well, it, well, and it wasn't a factor in terms of like, oh, I see them differently or whatever. But it, it was the fa- it was singularly uh, at the yeah. it was singularly at the club. So black people and Latino people are phenomenal dancers. They're phenomenal dancers. Like I saw some, I saw some some dudes in in the club on Saturday night doing some things I never thought I would see outside of like a Saturday Night Live skit ever. Like it was hilarious. It was so fun to see everyone kind of just go out and like let loose and everything. And so like, I'm just yeah. like, I'm just kind of like the white dude, like, like the fist bumping and the, like the whole type of thing, like doing like my, like all this other kind of weird shit and whatever. And so there's this other, um, there's this other guy who I got to know who I was actually sitting with at dinner, kind of a, you know, tall, you know, I would say, um, you know, kind of a, you know, scrawnier, but, but still really nice and cool, you know, like a white dude, whatever, kind of, you know, kind of shy, whatever, you know, kind of breaking out of a shell. And we got bottle service in the back and people drinking Ooh. and forever, everything else. And so, um, this guy's starting to, you know, start to feel himself a little bit, starting to let loose a little bit. The sauce is, is flowing a little bit heavy around these parts at this time of the night. It's about like one o'clock. And so um, this is when like the club was like at its peak, like it's like pulsing at this point, you know. And so then the song uh, Massive by Drake kicks up. Oh, yo, love that song. Yeah. Yes. That, 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 you know, the part in like the first like minute, like half minute of the oh, song. Oh, yeah. Where he goes like, I don't want to go. And then the club in the back, like, dun, 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 all that. Yes. And so it's like going all this other stuff. And so like the, the, the drop is coming. And so then this guy, the, the other dude who I was just referencing, when the bass drops and then everything kind of kicks, the lights go crazy. He goes into the middle of the thing and just starts spazzing like arms flailing all over the place, all this other kind of stuff. And I, and I turned to um, the guy, one of the co-founders of, of the standard, Joseph Hines, who is a, a, just a, a wonderful, wonderful person. And uh, Joe is a very expressive guy. Like he's Jim from the office. He's literally Jim from the office. Like when he makes all the faces of people, like when he sees something, he's like, oh, his face just like kind of reflects it. And dude, when I say his jaw dropped three feet, like he literally, like it was like, he was a puppet. Like he dropped like his whole thing, like, 
uh, like, and his eyes were bugging out of his head. The whole thing. I, dude, I started laughing like I had never laughed in my entire life. But I was, I was bent over, dying laughing. I love that. And all this other kind of stuff, dude. It was, it was a lot of fun, man. It was super fun. It was, it was awesome. It was, it was great. I, and I, I, my buddy, my buddy Kevin Ramos, who was on uh, the podcast about two months ago. He's from Miami, so I, I sent him like, oh, nice. hey, we're going to this place, this place, this place, whatever. He's like, dude, that's five minutes from my house. This is this. So you guys are going to have a great weekend, all this kind of stuff and everything. So uh, shout out to Kevin Ramos. But um, yeah, man, it was it was super fun. I would I would go back in heartbeat. So shout out to the Standard. Shout out to uh, Hafiz Bayofu. Shout out to Joe Hines. Shout out to all the gentlemen. Awesome. And the ladies that came with us, all this other kind of stuff. It was awesome. But uh, love that story. Yeah, great way to end the show. Yeah, love that story. I, 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 it was it was really fun, man. It was really fun. So uh nick, nick man thank you for hopping on so much man i really yeah absolutely yeah thank stuff. you so much for yeah. having me dude again you know big fan of your show look forward to starting your book this month absolutely yeah and yeah. um and yeah looking forward to, to giving my my honest genuine truth thoughts on that yeah please yes <laughs> please please and and um, yeah i mean dude thank you you've been a great host i appreciate um i appreciate you having me on would love to do it again anytime you need someone to fill in that's a know, brother. All right. That's a, that's a guarantee, my man. So everyone else, uh, thank you for listening. Own the day, open your mind, and we will see you next week. Hopping, stopping, hopping like a rabbit. When I take the Nino Ross, you know I got to have it. I lay back in the cut, retain myself. Think about the shit and I think it well. How can I mix my grip? And how should I make that nigga straight?